bases loaded and one out. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slam Braves Harper. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first Is It 705 Yet Phillies podcast. I'm Alex Hay, and my podcast partner is a guy who is still trying to take out bats off the curveball machine, Brandon Jarmoska. How are you, buddy? Good, man. How you doing? Oh, I am I am ready for this and also extremely nervous. Oh, I'm uh, totally not ready. This is going to be a complete you-know-what show. and Yep. Yep. We're going to have fun doing it, though. So, Yep. This may be a, a baseball podcast, but it might turn into uh, other things once we uh, fail at that part. So uh, we'll yeah. have to see. There's definitely going to be background noise as my uh, dogs are running up the stairs right now. Uh, but just bear with us. Uh, so, Brandon, I guess we'll introduce ourselves. As they, like I said, I'm Alex Brandon. As they grew up together, Red and Kie, uh, you know, big Phillies fans. You know, went to the same schools, high school, college, you know, just ready to talk some sports because let's face it, some Phillies podcasts out there I'm sure you guys listen to can be pretty darn boring. And uh, I'm sure we'll be the same. So, Brandon, have anything to say to add to that? No, I think you hit it out of the park with that one there, Alex. So, uh, great. Yes, pun intended. Yeah, I have to say the uh, puns have already started. We're not even, uh, I don't think you were five minutes in. No, we're not even two minutes in. And I think Crucky would react to to your intro as, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so um, as you guys, uh, before we get into what we talked about, uh, I'm hoping you guys listen, uh, heard the intro. You know, the, uh, Brandon and I, basically, uh, that's one of the memories that are kind of put in our head, and that was absolutely hilarious. And one of the best calls out there besides Harry Palace uh, calling the, the win for the 08 uh, World Series team. I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, I couldn't stop watching it. I I think I replayed that like fifty times that night, I, and I I had a grin from ear to ear too. So I mean, it's just an all time night. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. All right, guys. So uh, today, you know, we're we're a little behind. Obviously, uh, baseball starts in two days. We're recording on a Wednesday night. Starts on Friday. Uh, so we're gonna try to talk about. Some of the off-season, I know we've been through two, uh, between spring training and then also now summer camp. Uh, but we're going to talk about, you know, sports are back. I mean, obviously, like I said, we're a baseball podcast. But, Hell you know, yeah. As, yeah, I mean, we got baseball back. Basketball's about to be back. NFL, you know, who knows? Probably not, but who cares? Uh, because we're here to talk about baseball. And nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Just – just kidding. Until, we don't want to bore you. Yeah, yeah. Until the sponsors come in, then we'll talk about them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, but so obviously uh, baseball. You know, we had spring training, Brandon. Um, then we had what three months of layoff between of nothing. Yeah, March, April, May. I guess June as well. We started back up the July first uh, when it comes to uh, summer camp. So it's it's definitely been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, yeah, it's it's not good, but uh, but now sports are just all coming back. So I mean, it's just like a a double quadruple quintuplet whammy, and and it's great. Can't wait to get our get our hopes up and then uh, flush them right down the toilet when uh, some bad happens. Yeah, which is yeah, typical <laughs> uh, typical Philadelphia sports in general. So uh, by now you're used to it. Um, if you're young and listening to this. Uh, which I'm sure there will be no one uh, besides our wives. Uh, you know, you'll learn you'll learn that pretty soon. Um, but yeah, so COVID-19. Uh, we talked a little bit before starting the podcast. You know, we'll talk about it very briefly, as they, unless it directly affects the Phillies. You know, obviously we hope no one gets it. You know, but if Aaron Ola gets it, he's out for 14 days or something like that. Um, but you know, we, we kind of want to be an escape from that because that's all you hear. And I'm sure everyone is equally tired of it. 
um, and don't want to hear about it anymore. Um, but it is something serious, and uh, we're we're hoping to bring you know joy to you, so you don't have to listen listen to that on the way to work or whatever. You can listen to us instead. Yeah, uh, well put. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. Maybe we shouldn't even do this. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna make it <laughs> possible, and I think people will appreciate that because we're gonna be real and we're gonna be authentic. So. Uh, but, yeah, moving back to the sports back, COVID-19, talked about that. Um, we got – so I guess we talked a little bit since COVID, you know, that's also going to be changing things up because there's going to be no fans, Brandon. I mean, it's going to be – I know. It's going to be weird. Um, I'm ready for it, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, if any sport that could do no fans, it would be baseball. Um, you know, they're going to be pumping in that weird crowd noise that they use from, I guess – MLB the show or 2K whatever it is I don't know yeah, yeah. so uh, and we won't get we probably won't get too much into it on this one maybe like in uh, maybe the next one or a couple down the road but the cardboard cutout fans will I guess we'll see how that yeah. goes and then <laughs> kind of yeah. elaborate on on that as time and, goes yeah, by and who so. knows if we make it past the first episode maybe we'll invest ourselves uh, invest and uh, get ourselves some cardboard cutouts uh, you yeah. know hopefully. I definitely be there. Yeah, yeah, I think you know it would be great. It would be great. Uh, mm-hmm. So things have changed because of COVID. Obviously, we got a shortened season. You know, summer camp's almost over. Um, sixty game season uh, that we're moving into. Uh, obviously, it's not the normal one hundred sixty two baseball game season. So, what are your thoughts on that, Brandon? I mean, uh, sixty games is mm-hmm. you know that's you know a lot. That's that's not much at all when it comes to baseball. I'm, I mean. I, yeah, yeah, compared to what 182. <laughs> I mean, or 162. Sorry. Um, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a, a shootout, and it's going to start right away instead of uh, after the All Star break. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's really going to come down to who who really. I mean, obviously, who who wants it more, like right out of the gate, because it's. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to have like a couple series to get back in it, you know, I, I, I mean, I know this hat represents the hunt. <laughs> you're yeah. not, you're not really going to have that. It's basically going to be the hunt to start. So, yeah, and I see. I mean, you'll hear it a lot. It's a sprint now. It's not a marathon as a long season. Yeah. So, right. Um, right. You know, depth because of, it's going to be a factor. I think a lot, especially starting pitching and bullpen uh, depth because, you know, you're going to have, uh, your your pitchers right away aren't going to be pitched ready to go seven eight innings. They're right. most likely going to be pitching, right. you know, sixty to eighty pitches, um, and that's it. So the first couple of weeks are going to rely a lot on your depth, uh, having a lot of young guys yeah. come up, uh, which is going to be important. So uh, it's hopefully, hopefully we don't have a hopefully we don't have a situation like the other night when uh, we wanted Velasquez to get a couple more pitches in and. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Judge couldn't, couldn't tell if he hit a home run or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, – I mean, he pitched what? But that ended up being – I think the statistic for it was five-plus innings, not five, you know, not yeah. over 5.1 or whatever. It's five-plus. So, right. don't know if that yeah. technically counted against Velasquez or not since uh, he was the fourth fourth out uh, he would have been if they got him. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, good. It was so, weird. Definitely. See, see, the weirdness is already starting. Yeah, exactly. That makes it perfect. <laughs> good news, though. I mean, the past two years under uh, our good old buddy Dave Kapler uh, through 60 games, I believe the Phillies were in first place through 60 games the past two years. Um, they So they have started off strong, which could be a benefit, uh, you know, for this team. I mean, especially under, you know, new leadership and Joe Girardi, which we'll get to in a little oh, yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, you know, but you know, with the schedule this year, um, it's going to be totally different as well. Uh, we're still going to be playing the NL East, so we got you the Braves, Marlins, Mets, and Nationals, um, and then we are going to be playing against the AL East as well. So uh, we're going to have the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays, the Orioles, and apparently the Pittsburgh Blue Jays. Uh, did you hear about that? Pittsburgh? Yes, man. See, so. Apparently, Canada is not letting him play uh, in Canada, so they're going to be moving either to Buffalo or what 
I've heard today, I was like, apparently it's going to be Pittsburgh instead. Don't know exactly how this is going to work oh. since the Pirates are obviously going to be playing there as well. But uh, that's true. Oh yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that, but yeah, um, but yeah, I definitely heard. I definitely heard Buffalo, and I thought that that would be like a. It's obviously closer for them. It's right right across the uh, what lake or. Niagara River or yeah, something like that. Whatever. I'll be I don't know. Have clue. <laughs> I have not clue. This is not a geography podcast. Geography. I I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. If if I wish honestly it was Buffalo, especially if there was able to be like some fans, it would be hilarious to have let Buffalo have a team for a year just because of how they are when it comes to football. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, it would have been hilarious. Yeah. As they having uh Bills Mafia. Base, yeah, exactly. It would have been the Blue Jays Bird's Nest. I don't know. Something weird like that. <laughs> As they but uh yeah, I wish I wish that would happen, which I mean we can talk yeah. about that a little bit uh before you know kind of Col- the colors are the same. Yeah, yeah, true. As but you know, talk a little bit about we just the fans, I mean I know we talked about them not being there, but I mean, for you, I mean, do you think they should, you know, do you wish they were, uh, do you think the MLB might put them in, in the postseason maybe later this year, come October? What, what do you mean? Uh, in Buffalo? What do you think? Do you think the MLB will allow fans later this season come the postseason? Uh, uh, I mean, they're probably going to fight tooth and nail to, to get fans in there at all costs. I mean, I mean, the NFL, I don't know if you saw this earlier today. I, I saw that uh, they're going to be requiring any fan that goes into the stadium to be wearing a mask. So right. I don't know. I don't know how they're, they're going to police that, but maybe the, maybe baseball will, will take a page out of their book to see how that goes and kind of like go forward with that maybe. Right. But I mean, I mean, I, I could, I could see them, bringing in fans maybe not like obviously full capacity right away but right. um I, I i i could see it i i feel like i mean it, it's definitely going to be weird to start with with no fans and cardboard cutouts or whatever but i mean if if there starts to be a decline and we weren't going to talk about this but if there starts to be a decline in the pandemic and and all that yeah i don't i don't see it being a problem yeah. getting some fans in there if they really want to be there yeah, I mean, for me, I personally, I mean, I think towards the end of the season, I think it's possible, like you said, to do um, a small amount, you know, doing 25% capacity, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah. I also, at the same time, I highly doubt there's going to be any fans even when it comes to the postseason, uh, just because I think some states will allow it, but then some states aren't going to allow it. So yeah. I don't think right, it's fair right. to, you know, Unless MLB come playoff times for the World Series, instead of playing your home stadium, you played, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere, yeah, <laughs> bubble in Montana or something like that. Yeah. Uh, on the Field of Dreams, aren't they building that? Right. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, nobody's there in Missouri. Yeah, is it Missouri or, or Kansas? I can't remember. I don't, know. I don't know. We'll find out though, because this is a fact-based yeah. podcast, so we will find yes. out for you people. Um, yeah, but I mean, hey, they can play it there. I mean, get a couple fans. You know, they'll be hot. They'll hey, form, be nice and tall that time of year. I mean, I mean, well, yeah, maybe we'll we'll even see ghosts coming out of it. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, they they could even let the the cardboard cutout thing in the stadium sounds right. I mean, yeah. we, we don't know how that's gonna gonna be. I mean, the Korean baseball league seemed like it. Sure. it went pretty well and it's still going on. So I think the playoffs or championship or whatever is next month. Yep. But, um, but I mean, they've been, I, I haven't really heard any news of them getting any cases or being really bad over there and they've been not having fans. So, I mean, the cardboard cutout thing I think would be very interesting, but I think they could roll with it yeah. in, the in, in the season and the postseason. So yeah, yeah be interesting to see. I mean, they got to make money somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point because, uh, you know, making money, the Phillies this off, uh, you know, we're going back now January, December, January, February before even normal spring training started with the off-season additions. And I just said making money, you know, with these cardboard pounds or whatever it is, uh, they got some people to pay for us. They signed uh, Zach Wheeler 
Um, starting pitcher, Sajid Gregorius, as a for shortstop, just a one-year deal. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, our biggest off-season addition, uh, Joe Girardi. I mean, uh, if you want to expand upon that, I mean, Joe Girardi, for myself, I mean, granted, we talked about this. I may not have been the biggest Gabe Kapler supporter out there. Uh, we might have disagreed since game one uh, when he pulled Aaron Nola against the Cincinnati oh Reds uh, as a manager. Uh, biggest mistake. I, you know, this is Philadelphia. He can't do that. I mean, those fans never forgave him for that. No. And you start I never that, did either. I mean, I think I think I was so excited to watch. That was his first game, right? Yeah, Cincinnati pulled Aaron Nola. It had like what, it was like he, seventy-five I, pitches. I think it was the first season in a few years that I was like super excited to to watch him because I thought they had a, a decent lineup and I thought they were gonna. I mean, they did do well, like you said, for the first sixty games or whatever. Yeah. But I thought I thought they were gonna be amazing, and they were up until what what inning did he pull them? Like it was like fourth or fifth was, inning or something. Yeah, no, it was it was like the sixth or seventh. I would say, but he was only the biggest thing. He was only at seventy five, eighty pitches, I think it was. And yeah. he pulled him, and then you know there goes the bullpen blowing it, which you know story of our life. Um, I say there, but I mean it'd be different this year. Like I see Joe Girardi pulling Aaron Nola after seventy five pitches, but that's because you know with everything messed up and only having summer camp, they're not fully stretched out. He had a full spring training under. Our good old buddy Gabe Kapler, uh, and you know, did that. So, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Joe Girardi. I mean, I think it's going to be, it's it's just going to be totally different this year. I feel like we, have, oh yeah, I think we have a manager. Yeah, um, like <laughs> like Gabe. Not sure, he's a nice guy. Um, you know, I guess he was good looking, handsome man. A lot of people like that too. So I use lotion. I mean, that's about all he had going for him. I think he just. I think he just tried too much of being the player's friend. Statistical. Yeah. Yeah. And analytics out the wazoo. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I'm all for analytics, but you know, Joe Girardi's an analytical guy, but he just brings a different, like they both, I they mean, both play, but Joe Girardi just brings a, a feel to the game, you know, experience and Gabe was just, uh, like, I just don't know how to explain it besides he was just Gabe. And I'm, fans who, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a statistical part of the game which you can use as like a game plan but there's in there's in-game situations where you can't be statistical like you just have to like it's kind of like the eyeball test like you you just gotta roll with situations that are working yeah like in football like you have you have a game plan and when that doesn't work you adjust and sometimes that doesn't work but i mean you have to adjust yeah and and you could just tell that going into spring training this year and now summer camp and like, uh, you know, just listen to Joe Girardi talk during the quarantine period as well. That and listen to players talk, uh, you know, reading Jim Salisbury articles, Salisbury articles on NBC sports, listening to pine tar for breakfast podcast with Kevin Franson. Uh, you know, they had a lot of different players on interviews and stuff like that. And it just seems totally different their mentality and like they they're not directly saying at some of these players but you can tell they're excited to move on to someone like joe girardi and it feels like the respect is there for him you know he's yeah. a winning manager well he's experienced yeah he is a winning I, manager. I mean i don't know i don't really know a whole lot about him other than he was the yankees manager when they beat us in the 2009 world series but <sighs> why'd you have to bring that up alex yeah sorry my bad <laughs> but but no, I mean he's definitely experienced. He, I don't know what his record is, but I'm sure it's definitely above 500. Yep, it is. It definitely is. I'd, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but I look at him. I mean, for this season uh, with Joe Girardi, honestly, I, I, if Gabe was still, if, you know, between Joe and Gabe, Joe adds a few extra wins, like two to three extra wins, in my opinion, this year. Uh, whether yeah. and if Gabe was still manager. Uh, just out of making the right decisions. Um, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll have to keep tabs on Gabe out in uh, San Francisco. See how he's doing. Yeah. every I, now and then. Is kind of, if yeah. he went, if he makes the playoffs and makes a makes a run, I'm just gonna. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm going to snap. Yeah. I'm just going to snap. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm pretty <laughs> confident it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, it would be the Philadelphia thing to happen if he wasn't oh, yeah. somewhere else. But, uh, you know, from what we saw the oh, years, I, I really don't think that's going to happen. Oh, but I, I do guarantee, though, like if we played the, the Giants this year at all, um, in the regular season, that is, we probably lose every series <laughs> against them. Like that, yeah. that would just be the, like any Philly sports way. Yeah of of doing things we, we would we would lose we'd be on not top 10 for a dumb play yep. or or the other team would the giants would be on the top 10 for a play against us and we'd be like we just we just can't win yeah yeah i don't know what it is yeah. Stephen a we need your help i don't ask for for help from him very much but <laughs> i know he's a philly guy so yeah and then, like I said, our other two offseason additions, I mean, Zach Wheeler and GD, uh, Zach Wheeler to uh, sure up the starting rotation, uh, which we'll get into that in the starting rotation of the day lineup. GD uh, taking over at shortstop, Gene Segura moving over to third, Scotty, Scotty Jetpacks. Finally, hopefully, it seems like he's going to have a permanent place uh, at oh, second yeah. base, which, you know, he talked a lot. I mean, he talked a lot about this offseason that it was hard for Perry every day last year at different positions. Like by the time he got to his at-bats, he was mentally drained. Um, so I'm yeah. excited to see him at one position at second base, which is one, yeah. I believe for the younger of the minor leagues, that's all he basically played until he got the triple A where I think he practiced in the outfield a little bit. Don't get me wrong, Scott. Yeah. He's, he's great yeah. at every position he plays yeah. as far as I can tell. But yeah, you're right. If he can just stay in one position and get really good at that, that, that would be like lights out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm just like looking at this our lineup with the starters as long as everybody's healthy, and it's just, uh, yeah, it just gets me excited. Yeah, for for the sixty game season. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, they have a very good starting lineup, a potential starting lineup. Like you said, depth. I mean, we talked about earlier, depth is going to play a huge. Uh, factor, you know, because if anyone goes out, uh, but I, you know, I think they have a couple uh, pieces that they can plug in the outfield, uh, plug in the infield. Um, you know, there's some when it comes to pitching, there's some minor leaguers we'll talk about. I am for you know uh, batting as well. There's some minor leaguers we'll talk about uh, that could potentially move up. Um, you know, come back out of Triple A or Allentown, wherever they're hiding. Uh, they're hiding them all in the player pool right now. I believe it's Allentown. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so yeah, let's get into that. Then. Let's get into that opening day lineup um, and starting pitching. So, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on an opening day lineup against the Marlins? You know, what are you looking for? Is Are you looking for consistency? You know, obviously this year, big changes. Got the DH this year. Um, so what are you looking at lineup-wise? What, what excites you? What, what am I expecting? Yeah, what are you expecting? What excites you with the lineup this year? I mean, just, like I said, just like looking at it on paper, it just it's, it's just amazing. I, I, I want to marry it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Harper, Hoskins, I mean, not, not in any particular order. Harper, Hoskins, McCutcheon, Riamuto. We, I mean, we have him this year, right? Oh, yeah, we got him. Okay. I mean, I yeah, want to well, make sure before get, I get too much into that. Yeah, we can get um, Romuto, Kingery, Segura, Gregorius, Didi, um, uh, Roman Quinn or Hazley, yep. and then Nola starting pitching. I mean that that's just like a that that's kind of like Murderer's Row, if I can, if you'll allow me to say that. I will allow you, Brandon, to say that. <laughs> I have no copyright. So, so I mean, I'm just really excited to. First of all, watch the game. Um, when when when's the first game? I know the season starts tomorrow. Friday. Are they not playing tomorrow? No, tomorrow. Night, Philly, yeah, tomorrow night's just um, Yankees versus Nationals. Um, that's the only game on oh, tomorrow okay. night. And then yeah, seven oh five podcast. Uh, seven oh five on Friday night against Marlins home. So, all right, sweet. Yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, lineup wise, I mean. My opinion with it, you got to remember too. You mentioned all of it, the DH, where I think Jay Bruce is going to probably get most of the at bat mm. as a designated hitter yep. this year. Um, yep. Especially Jay Bruce. I mean, as we saw last year when we picked up when uh, Matt Clintock picked him up, uh, he had a lot of 
hot streaks in them. I'm sure there'll be some times where it's not Bruce and like Girardi might go with Bohm. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, how's he doing? Actually, yeah, I wanted to ask you about Bohm that. after. Yeah, so I mean, the minor leaguers. I mean, obviously our top two: Spencer Howard, starting pitcher, and then also Alec Bohm. I think mm-hmm. are going to play a huge part um, in this season. Where you know they're yeah. both. They were both sent down. I know Howard was definitely been sent down. I'm sure Bohm was well. I mean, it's a service time manipulation thing. I'm sure they're going to file a grievance next year, and they'll probably win that service time. But this year, basically, once once they hit the sixth game, they get that extra service time. So, honestly, I see both Spencer and Alec Bohm coming up within the first 10 games of the season and playing a huge role. Like you said, Bohm, I think, Maybe to spill Reese Hopkins once in a while defensively at first. Um, you know, play DH once in a while. I'm sure he's not Joe Girardi's not gonna let him sit on the bench because, you know, with some of the roster cuts that Joe's done uh this past week with you know Josh Harrison, uh Logan For- Logan Forsythe, uh each you know Oh, did you see that tag? Francisco Liriano. Speaking of Josh Harrison. No, I didn't. No. You didn't see that tag the I, I don't I don't know who was playing catcher, but um guy was stealing second and the catcher threw it and it was going to hit um the guy stealing right in the I, I sound so educated right now um <laughs> the guy stealing it was it was going to hit him like right in the face and then Harrison just like right leaped over him and caught it and made the tag like yeah in the in the face and it was it was amazing yeah so we're going to have had to had to be there this just that was just the first of, but sorry sorry go no ahead. it's just the go first ahead. of many Brandon outbursts that we're probably going to see um, no, but I'm just saying, Joe Girardi talked a lot about during some of these roster cuts. You know, he's excited about the young players. So I, I don't think like that Spencer Howard and Bohm are just going to sit on the bench and, and rot away. I mean, Howard, in my opinion, is going to play a bigger role, um, whether it's, you know, his, because they came in worrying about his pitch count because he's never pitched basically a full season. I think last season he ended up around 100 pitches. 100 innings, uh, so they were going to watch his inning count this year. Uh, but, you know, he can end up piggybacking with Vinny B since Vinny B can never get through the lineup a third time. Uh, you know, five innings from Vinny, you know, four innings from Spencer. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I think I think by the end of the season, I feel like Spencer's going to either be in the starting rotation or he's, or he's going to be basically piggybacking like a Vince Velasquez or Jake Arrieta, because we know Jake Arrieta is probably not going to stay healthy. Um, yeah. But anyway. I wish he would. Yeah. I mean, I wish he would too. We're paying, what, $23, 25000000 million. And when I mean we, uh, yeah. I, I definitely take part in the uh, ownership's dollars. Say so I'm going to continue to say we during this podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Jake Arrieta, I mean, starting rotation-wise this year, we're looking at Nola, we're looking at Wheeler, um, Arietta, Eflin, Vinny, uh, potentially, potentially Pavetta, uh, potentially Spencer Howard. I mean, it looks like so far in summer camp that Vinny's going to take that this starter role, but, you know, there's some issues coming up with the uh, starting pitching, I think, in the first couple of weeks of the season that the Phillies are going to have to address where they're going to end up using you know, maybe an opener or, you know, they're going to be pulling, like I said, the young guys up um, or Cravetta up out of the bullpen to go to starting pitching because uh, Zach Wheeler and his wife are expecting their first kid in the next couple of weeks. Um, Zach Eflin, he's had some back spasms, which I think he, I think everything's on track for him so far, but you never know with that um, going on. So like I said, Jake Arrieta is not reliable. So definitely going to need to use the depth and I think, you know, having Girardi there is going to be a huge help, you know, to make sure that happens. Yeah. yeah. Experience, man. Is, is Garrett Cole still on the, uh, the market? <laughs> God, I, <laughs> I wish, I wish. And I say, well, no, we'll see him. We'll, well, yeah, we three games against the Marlins to start at home and then two at home against the Yankees. And I think two away right away to start the season against the Yankees. So we'll see Garrett Cole. Uh, in New York, most likely the sixth game of the season. Uh, so we'll we'll get a taste of his when he signed for three hundred million dollars or whatever it was. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right, is it? Is that at home? Is that at home? You said? No, it's going to be in New York when he'll pitch against. We play oh, two at man. home after the Marlins series. There's two at home against New York, then two away at New York right away. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to buy some cutouts to put right behind home plate of those two girls um, that flashed <laughs> from last year. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Wait, wait. Was was that was that Cole or was that Granky? Was that the no, Granky game? No, that was Garrett Cole, hundred percent. That was okay. terrible. <laughs> I think even better if we, if we had cardboard cutouts of ourselves attempting to flash Garrett Cole. It might be more, might be a little bit more distracting, uh, to be honest. It might be, yeah. <laughs> get a lot of hair. Yeah, yeah there'd be, so that'd be a full, what, what, I'm not a big it. carpet. Yeah, full carpet ride. Um, yeah, moving on, <laughs> moving on. I mean, one thing I want to touch about that we didn't talk about the DH. Um, like I said, we talked about David Gustavo, mm, yes. but not, don't think about the player, but what's your, just your thoughts? I understand why they're doing the DH this year, but what's your thoughts on the DH you know, this year, and what do you think about it potentially uh, moving forward? I definitely like it this year, only um, I, I would think this would play into it is just getting the pitchers to focus on pitching and not having to worry about batting. I think that's the, like the idea behind it and maybe to like speed up the game a, a little bit or make it more exciting for some people. So I definitely get it this year. Like I'm, I'm excited to, to see where that goes this year and how it plays out. But I, I don't think even in the AL, I, I think they should get rid of it in the AL because it's just, I, I love watching the pitchers take a chance to hit, you know, like, right. like I know people always like compare it to, to Joe Blanton hitting his home run, like, and, and Cole Hamels yeah. hit, hit a couple couple home runs maybe maybe just one but i mean it's exciting seeing the pitchers get up there and and add to a score that that they have to defend on the other side you know yeah it's like it's just them helping their own cause and and i like that about about the pitching position and the them hitting the ball yeah so i think the dh just like takes away from that so you're so you're you're against dh then as they yeah after this year moving forward yeah yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess they could keep it in the AL. I mean, whatever, but yeah, I mean, I, so I mean, background on it. I mean, it does seem like the major league's definitely going to, it seems by 21, 2021 or 2022, probably 2022 uh, that they're going to really push to have the DH in both leagues. Um, and it seems like it's more likely uh, than anything, but like you said this year, I totally understand the DH. Uh, as you talked about, just so no one gets hurt, you know, it's a shortened season. Uh, trying to make it, a, you know, kind of this kind of gets you, gets the MLB to get some ideas and get some feedback on both leagues having a DH. Um, but I moving forward, I'm totally against it. I'm, I'm, yeah, let me put this I'm also 100% fine with the American League keeping the DH. I want them to keep the DH, yeah, yeah. but I love the separation of the American League and and National League, I think it's like, and I love National League baseball. I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I'm a Phillies fan, and I watch most of the National <laughs> League games. Um, but I love that it forces the manager to have more strategy as well. Right. Um, when you're going right. to take people out of the bullpen, you know, your pinch, like your bench, plays a more important role on the team in the National League than it does the American League, because like you don't have to bat for the pitcher in the American League, so your benches, you know, two guys, three guys at the most, um, you know, where nationally you might have, you know, you're usually between three and five guys on the bench. So the strategy behind it, I think it allows you to have to think more. Um, and like you said, you then you're going to miss out. If you get rid of the, the DH, you're going to miss out on those fun, you know, like you said, big Joe Blanton hitting that the home run oh, yeah. World Series um, or someone like Cliff Lee who had a couple dingers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the – the Roy Halladay uh, at bats were never really good <laughs> at all, but you know you're going to have those, and I think I think it's a big part of the game. Honestly, I just I feel like they they got to keep it different. It might be an old man view, I don't know, uh, but you know I understand having a DH as well is in general more offense as you know going on, but I think people do watch baseball for the strategy, you know. And they'll say, you know, I I don't think changing it to a DH is going to get new fans in either. 
Like you either yeah. like baseball or you don't. And I don't think having a DH in the National League is going to change people's views on whether like, I, oh, I do I'm think watch baseball now. Yeah. Well, I think I think like what that would do is like if there's like a brand new watcher of the sport, they see that and that that's what they'll be used to because we're used to not having a DH, especially in the NL. Yeah. And, and seeing that. So maybe we're just old farts at this point and we don't want to see that part of the game change. Cause it is exciting when something big happens, like, yeah. like when a pitcher hits a, a triple or a double or even, even a single that they, they barely get to the bag first. Yeah. Like that's exciting. Yeah. It's just, cause it's a pitcher. It's like, it's, uh, you know, a pitcher hitting a home run is like Ben Simmons hitting a three pointer. I mean, oh yeah, more and me almost breaking your back. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably, your daughter crying because she thinks I'm hurting you. I say no. I mean, it's just those moments that you know you can't you can't take away. So, you know, about the DH position. So we should probably get off of this. So, well, let me throw this at you real quick before right. we move on. Throw it. I'll catch it. Let's. So DH position. Yep. Both leagues. However, not throughout the whole season. Like it's not random, but like maybe like the first quarter and then skipping the second quarter, then the third quarter of the season and skipping the fourth quarter of the season. I don't know. Does that get too confusing? Yeah, I like it. I think it's trying too hard. You either do it or you don't. Oh, I could definitely see him doing it, doing it that way to make it more confusing for people. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah. and people hating it and then getting us to talk about it and be like, yeah, as we saw, <laughs> as we saw during the negotiations to start summer camp back up, Manfred's an idiot. Um, so the commission really doesn't know what's going on and really doesn't even seem to like baseball, to be honest with you. So uh, the MLB is not yeah, being done right now by anyone smart in my, yeah, I see Trevor Bauer always calling him out too. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who call him out. A lot of guys who, probably think the same thing, but just don't use their voice against them. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we, we spent a lot of time on that DH position. That, that really got us fired up. We don't like it. Yeah. I mean, some other things that <laughs> yeah, I really don't like it. Um, I mean, other things to throw in there, um, you know, like we'll talk about with the schedule, you know, with the, you know, we just talked about starting pitching and uh, the opening day lineup. And who's going to be on the team a little bit. Um, there are some different things, some different rules that are in this year uh, with the shortened season. So one thing that was going to be part of it, regardless of a shortened season or not, it was just going to be part of the new, the new season is uh, for mm-hmm. bullpen pitchers is three batter minimum. Uh, so when they come out of the bullpen, you know, they have to, they can't, they can't pull a Gabe Kapler and throw one pitch and, and, uh, and then they're pulling and they're out. You know, they, they have to face three unless they end the inning, then they can switch to a different pitcher. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, does that also go for the starting pitcher? Like, say they're having, like, a terrible night, you know? Do they have to get through three batters? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean. I guess I guess you wouldn't good... pull them if there's two home runs hit, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it might be, like, you know, when we – when uh, it reminds me of the game against the Reds, like, ten years ago. I think it was when against Johnny Cueto and the Phillies put up, I think they put up 10 or 11 runs in the first inning. And I don't think Johnny Cueto made it through three outs. So it's possible. He didn't make it through two outs. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely, is it, is it three? Out. So is it three outs or three batters? It's they have three, to make it through. Uh, well, yeah, it's three batters. So yeah, that's three batters. Totally okay. Okay. All right. What we just talked about, we can edit that out. <laughs> but yeah, three batter minimum. So it doesn't have to be the three out. Oh, no. Um, but My yeah, computer turned off. No, no I, I see you, Brandon. As you're full, full yeah. dirt mode right now, you're frozen. But uh, but yeah, I mean, three yeah, batter minimum. Computer I mean, I, yeah, I think it's going to affect the game a lot. You know, there's it kind of gets rid of the lefty specialist out of the bullpen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like your JC Romero. So you know, you're definitely going to have to make sure to probably add on more pitches in the bullpen that way you can get both lefties and righties out. Uh, for your bullpen, yeah. Uh, now, because yeah, yeah, majority of majority of lineups aren't going to be lefty, 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 back to back to back. So, you know, I think it's going to more so, like I said, affect the the specialty lefties coming out of the lefty specialists coming out of the bullpen. 
but um but yeah i mean and then also uh the another rule that's different is the amount of people on the team amount of players on the team this year uh so for it was moved to 26 uh before the start before we went into quarantine but now for the beginning of the new shortened season the first two weeks you're allowed 30 players second two weeks you're allowed 28 players and uh and then after basically the first four weeks it goes down to the normal 26 players so um, any thoughts on that, Brandon? Uh, what was it? Nor- what was it normally? 25? Yeah, it was 25. So basically what they did is they pushed it to 26 with the extra man, but they got rid of September call-ups. So, you know, how normally there it comes the you know, end of August, early September, uh, there would be call-ups, you know, for, they bring up six, seven minor leaguers. Uh, Gabe Kapler loved it because you know, he had more people arms in his bullpen to ruin. Um, uh-huh. yep. so they got rid of that. So there's no more September call-ups basically. Uh, it's just, okay. yeah, it's just the, uh, one extra player. So, so you said it goes from 22 to 24 and then 26. Uh, oh, did I hear no, that right? it starts 30, uh, 30, the first two weeks of season. So you have more players to begin the season. Oh, okay. 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 Yep. And then the next two weeks is 28 and then, um, the uh, come after a month, it goes down to the normal 20, 26 players. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. I'm dealing with my computer over here. Cause it, it turned off. Am I still in dirt mode over there? No, I just don't see your face. You ended the call. So I miss you. Oh, Oh, good. Good radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely, uh, this is definitely not working out. Just kidding. This is going great. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no we're still good. We're, we're still running the, the, the audio so yeah pay no attention people to the last minute and a half (laughs) (laughs) that's it but all right finish off the pod today i we want to talk about you know well wait wait, what do you what do you i don't really have a a thought on the the roster size but what are what are your thoughts on On the roster i mean i think it's smart you know the mlb is basically doing it because like i said the starting pitchers aren't going to be able to you know play as much uh, or pitches, you know, always they would like, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season. So this basically allows you to have more pitching uh, on the team, you know, that way no one gets burned out, you know, and just in case, mm-hmm. just in case as well, anyone like that's, you know, like the Braves, for instance, they have, you know, Freddie Freeman with COVID, you know, Nick Marquette is sitting out, Cole Hamels is injured. So, you know, if there's any like COVID, you know, type, you know, players as well that are going to be down and out. This allows you to have more people that are available during the beginning of the season while, you know, they yeah. make their way back as well. So uh, I do like it. I do like it. I will miss when regular baseball returns. I will miss the September call-ups next year, hoping regular mm-hmm. baseball returns next year. I will miss that part of the game. Uh, but, you know, I understand why they did it. Get some an extra player yeah. on, on, the, on the roster in the stadium. Yeah. So I do like it. But um, should we get into Brandon or to finish off the pod? Should we get into uh, our breakout breakout candidates and also who we think we're going to be the team uh, be the team MVPs this year? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So obviously, like I said, being the first pod, we're far behind. <laughs> I would rather not do the breakouts and the team MVPs right away, but we're going to because, like, we will not be recording another pod before the game first game hey. season on Friday. Hey, we'll we'll revisit it thirty games in. There know? we go. I See like where it. we're at. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so Brandon, so breakout candidate. Who do you got breakout this year? Candidate. Breakout see. candidate. Who do you got this year, and why? Um, I think it. Ooh, it's gonna. It might be a tough one. Um, so I. I think. Let me just say this first. I think, Hazley is going to get the, the starting job in center field. And okay. I think, I think he has the potential to be a huge breakout player. Like he's young. He has, he has a lot to prove. I mean, I mean, he did a lot last year. Don't get me wrong, but he, he definitely has a lot to prove. And I think he's going to show these older guys um, that he can, that he can hang um, to piggyback off of that. I think, since we were talking earlier about Kingery being at one position, hopefully this year, 
I think he's going to really dial in to second base. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't like, get to pick two, Brandon. This is one what? breakout candidate. I'm not giving you multiple takes here. All right, so you were going to take Kingery. Okay, for breakout. All right. um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not giving you multiple ways to be right in 30 days. All right, all right. So, well, were you going to take Kingery? Were you going to uh, take him? Yep. You'll see. You finish off, man. All right. Off. All right. Well, then, then I'll say Hazley because he's he's young. Um, I, I guess I guess Quinn's pretty young too, but um, I feel like Hazley's younger, and he, like I said, he just has a lot a lot more to prove. So, do you want me to go into my MVP, or do you want to say your breakout player first? Uh, go go ahead and do your MVP. Who do you think's gonna be a team MVP? Uh, team MVP. Hmm. Does that also go for pitchers or? Yeah, anyone. Just like anyone. I mean, I feel like I'm just going to go with the easy easy way, and I think it's going to be – actually, you know what? I was going to say Harper, but I think it's going to be Real Muto because, like, he wants that contract, you know? And, I mean, he's going he's gonna to want big bucks come next year. So, I, I feel like that's just the way it goes with, like, any player in his position they have an amazing year and they get right. the biggest contract ever. So, I mean, it's kind of boring when you think of it that way, but I, I, I kind of see that going that way. And I, I think he's going to be, I mean, he's, he's already an all-star. So, I mean, I mean, I don't really have to tell anybody that cause he's, he's just amazing. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think he's going to be the MVP this year. All right. So real Muto. Yep. All right. I'm writing it down, Brandon. We'll revisit this in 30 days. All right. All right. I'm circling my – or I'm, yeah, I'm writing it down too. All right. So, all right. So, for breakout year, for me. So, I was stuck between two players, and I'm all about the hot takes here. And I say, so, I'm going to – now, this ain't going to necessarily sound like a breakout player, but when you think about <laughs> his performance last year, especially in the second half, I'm going to consider this a breakout player, and I'm going with Hoskins. Okay. I, you know, he had, you know, his rookie year, he had the, the stretch of, what was it, 17 home runs or whatever it was. It was a lot uh, within a short amount of time. Um, you know, last year, it just, he did okay the first half of the year. You know, he's he's getting on base. He always gets on base, you know, but his average is so low. I mean, he was – he was not hitting any dingers uh, in the second half of the season. And, it, and, like, I just think he has to make a big step moving forward if he wants to be part of the team moving forward in the future. Because, honestly, if he has a bad year, I I think their Phillies are going to look up putting Bohm at first base. And Hoskins ends up, you know, getting traded away or something along those lines to bring back, you know, a small bullpen piece or something, you know. It's so I think he has to have a breakout. You know, people know who he is, but he has to have a breakout year. Um, and he has to, I mean, the 60 games, I'm gonna say he needs like 10 to 15 home runs in the 60 games. Um, his on base percentage will probably stay in the high 300s, I'm sure, mid 300s. Uh, but he needs his average, I think, to be around 260, 260 and up. So I'm gonna go and I think with this change of stance and then I just think of the leadership of Joe Girardi um, and having someone mature to you know bounce information off of I'm going to go with Hoskins I'm going to go with Hoskins as my breakout all right I, I like it no I, and, I like everything you said he he definitely needs to to step up his game and, and I mean like you said they they could definitely put Bohm there especially if Bohm shows up and and really wants to play so yeah and and not this is definitely part of why I chose him. That mustache and that salad that he's got going <laughs> on right now. You know, it's that's what dreams are made of. And did, didn't did he shave it? Did I see he shaved it already? Did he shave it already? I was quite I thought I saw him walking that. around and yeah, he he looked awesome. Because if he shaved it, my pick's already gone. I mean, I, I'm just gonna have to change it right away. <laughs> I'm gonna have to change it. But yeah, he's got. Reese, if you're listening, it's all in the it's on the mustache. Grow back. That's right. Grow back. I'm sure you're listening. Uh, all right. Team, team MVP, though. Team MVP. Uh, I'll be honest. 
I'm going chalk as well. I mean, I'm going Harper. No takes okay. here. I mean, Harper was hey, still I mean, in I... spring training. He, yep. he had his – working out in Vegas? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's jacked. I mean, he's he's yeah. also got they all, a nice salad. They all going. are. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, that's well, he, but, he's yeah, got a hell of a salad. They, <laughs> I'm going with Harper because he was killing his spring training. I think he's relaxed. You know, first year being in Philadelphia – you know, probably put some pressure on him with the contracts. Mm-hmm. His first kid being born in August or whatever it was, I think, last year. I mean, he's also now having a second kid already. Uh, but, you know, I think he, I think he's just a lot more comfortable, and I think it showed during spring training. And, like, he's like he's trying – like, he wants to be the face of this franchise. And, like – He wants you know, to win. Yeah, he wants to win. I, I mean, hell, he wants he, to he said to sign Real Muto after he hit yeah, that home run. Like, you can tell like, <laughs> this guy's this guy's invested. And I say so. I think he's going to be the team MVP this year. And if Harper goes on one of those streaks, uh, you know, I think there's a chance he. I think I'd put him in the top ten, maybe top five, as if for MVP voting most likely this year uh, for the whole for the whole league. So, uh, mm-hmm. but team MVP, yep. I think he's going to take it. But real mutual for you is definitely a good pick as well. Definitely a good yeah. pick. I think we got all our races covered. Yeah, absolutely. So pun intended again. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, that's all we got for today. Brandon, anything else you want to add? No, I think for for the most part, um, we we hit everything we wanted to to talk about in our first our first episode. So um the, the only the only thing we we missed may have been like some bubble players but i mean we really only were going to talk about neil walker and and phil goslin right i don't know if you wanted to add anything before we sign off here or... ah we'll get to them we'll get to them they're both gonna be on the team i think so we can get yeah. to them in the next pod all right but yeah i mean appreciate but, everyone but yeah, no, this is this is yeah. great this is fantastic you know, hopefully, hopefully we we'll can keep it going. Positive. Yeah, hopefully don't get canceled or anything. <laughs> oh yeah, um, shout out Crucky. You know, yep. big inspiration for our name and what happened last year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Brandon. So I'm signing off. All right. All right. Until Thanks, guys. Time. Yep. With the bases loaded and one out. Oh, my God, deep to right.